0: I'm Eric Roberts. I play both the tough guy and the cool guy in a lot of Hollywood movies and TV shows. But there is nothing tough. There's nothing cool about taking a gun to school. So think first and do the right thing. And always remember, cool cat loves you.
1: So does Eric Roberts.
0: Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? It's episode number 47 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man The world's number one Eric Roberts-related podcast To the best of my knowledge I'm Doug Tilly, And joining me is my pistol-packing co-host, Liam O'Donnell How are things, Liam?
2: They're pretty good It's been a long and busy week But I feel good How are you doing?
0: It's been a long time coming But change is gonna come Liam, I'm doing okay Liam, what are your thoughts on gun safety? <laughs> um,
2: I don't know, I, oh, I, you know what?
0: just to pull that back, just sorry to interrupt you, Liam. Have you ever fired a handgun before?
2: No, I was about to say, uh, I'm not a good person to ask about uh gun safety or gun control or gun anything because mm-hmm. they just make me uncomfortable every time I'm around them. uh i don't I don't like it. I don't like i don't I don't like being around something that could end me uh so easily. With like just such a simple mistake, it like makes me really well, uncomfortable.
0: Th- I mean, uh, not to not to to contradict you at all, Liam, but think about my mitts, and by which I mean my hands. Sure, I mean those are like lethal weapons, right? And yeah. I'm carrying them around all the time. One mistake, and boom, a child is dead.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and and contradict you there. Um, mm-hmm. I would be surprised if you could end a kitten, let alone a full grown human child. Wow. I have three cats in this
0: apartment right now, and I'm going to practice as soon as we're finished this episode. <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm not a, really a gun person. Uh, my father-in-law is a card-carrying NRA member, uh, very enthusiastic about guns, and uh, in fact had something to say about Cool Cat and his adventures, which we'll get to in just a little bit. But I, you know, the issue of gun safety is one that's plaguing America, don't you think, uh, Liam?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it seems like uh, there's some people for whom any rules around guns is it gives them anxiety and some people Mm -hmm. for whom they want uh to have more rules and more regulations and uh, i don't know i i I don't like them that's a that's about the extent to which it affects me
0: i mean you succinctly summed up the whole argument and i appreciate that very much what do you think about open carry liam open carry that means that people openly carrying uh firearms
2: well, I I don't quite understand the the need for it. Um certainly it if they were in, you know, it seems like the concern right is that you need your gun for some sort of hostile standoff. But if there was a if there was a a person with a gun who was looking to hurt people, wouldn't they just shoot the person with a visible gun? Like wouldn't it be like a conceal carry would actually be more useful in some sort of situation cuz they wouldn't know that you're whereas it if you've got your giant Gun on your hip,
0: like that's the first. Liam,
2: person. yeah,
0: Liam. I once heard that the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. What do you think? Uh,
2: I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm pretty. Uh,
0: our guest today on Eric Roberts <laughs> is the fucking man. Is only our second returning guest. Yes, after Sarah Kirchak, just a few years. Years. Oh boy, let me start again. Our guest today. <clears throat> our guest today. Uh, you know what, that won't even work very well, Liam, because I interrupted you before, but I'm just going to make it work through uh, the magic of editing. Our guest today is only our second returning guest after Sarah Kirchak just a few weeks ago. You can find his work in Cashier de cinema Art, Cinema Sewer, and of course in Shock Cinema. It's one of my favorite writers on the planet. It's Mike Sullivan. How are you doing today, Mike?
1: Well, I'm a little annoyed you didn't give me, like, a fun, like, cowboy, you know, like, pistol pack and mic. Like, the other guy got, like, a cowboy intro. I didn't get, like, a gun-related intro. Like, not even a Buckaroo Sullivan. Well, That's
0: bu- a actually, Buckaroo Sullivan is how I was going to refer to you for the rest of the episode. I feel oh. like you've stepped all over my surprise, unfortunately. Oh,
1: right? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I, I um... I, you know, we were going with the gun theme, and I was just hoping for, like, a fun sort of, this guy shot a gun sort of thing, you know? I was, like, hoping <laughs> we'd get that. Mike, what do you think about guns? Well, you know, I actually, I'll tell you this. I, fu- I fired a few guns in my day. Um, uh, The thing about, like, I shot, I don't like, I shot a handgun mm-hmm. a few times, and the thing, like, I don't know if you ever shot a handgun. I have. Yeah, you. so you know what you mean. Like, you gotta be, it's not fun to shoot a handgun, because you gotta be careful how you you know, uh, uh, hold it. Yes. Otherwise, the hammer will come down and get you in the webbing of like mm-hmm. your thumb and your index finger. And on top of it, you're just going to range and just sh- it's just it's to me it was boring and dangerous.
0: I feel like if we had like vegetables set up right, if it was a if it was a Gallagher like setup, and that is the thing that you were shooting, I could probably squeeze some enjoyment out of it. But shooting pieces of paper with targets on it, it just doesn't do anything for me.
1: It's it's just it's numbing it's I never you know and and then on top of it, you got to be careful how you hold it It just didn't interest me it didn't interest me so I'm not I'm not a big I mean everyone I know In the area because it's open carry in Pennsylvania like Ah. everyone I know Owns a gun and also everyone I know has a DUI So that's something to be very hopeful and happy about you know
0: Now Liam Ah. you you made a sound just then because you live very close to Pennsylvania as well In fact you're within Pennsylvania
2: I am, in fact, yes.
0: Which part are you in
2: again? <laughs> uh, the Lehigh Valley.
1: Lehigh Valley. I'm Luzerne County. I didn't know this. I didn't know we're this close. Yeah, I'm in Easton. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Mountaintop. I don't know if you know oh, that. Oh,
2: sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. What's your zip yeah. codes, everybody? <laughs> after so all my this full address, I'm hope, I'm not home at these times. Actually.
0: After all these negative comments about about guns and the people who uh, uh, uh. Who, who carry them, you should be very careful about providing the, all this information for people. Do
2: you guys think the guns would be more fun if you could shoot corpses though?
0: No, here's, you would want to shoot the most dangerous game of all. <laughs>
2: I'm saying, like, what if you could just like freeze, Liam? Liam like, let's say Liam, you could donate Liam, your body Liam, to a shooting Liam, range. Liam, shut up for a second. Bring shut out up. your frozen corpse. Liam, the
0: most dangerous, the most dangerous game of all, is man.
2: <laughs> no, it, I know, I'm aware.
0: Yeah, so that would be fun, probably, to shoot. You know what? It's, it sucks that we have Empathy and and sympathy for our fellow Humans most of them anyway because <laughs> If we didn't I mean honestly The idea of hunting a person And then catching them and then Murdering them it would make Me feel powerful in the way that Holding a handgun just doesn't
2: Nothing about that sounds that It's the actual act Of hunting a human actually Sounds like too much work to me like I'm like literally Like I don't know that just seems like a lot of effort. Well, you're really you're
0: doing it for those final moments, really, right? You know, it's it. Usually, they say it's not the journey. It's not the. Oh wait, it's not the destination. It's the journey, right? But for this case, it really is the destination because the journey sounds like it would be a real hassle. Yeah, Mike, how are things going on in your life?
1: Oh, you know, they're, they're you know they're not they're not great, but they're not terrible. You know, um, you know, like I. Uh, I am as you may or may not know I'm like uh the mascot uh for our AAA team here the Rail Riders mm-hmm. and uh, our season just started and I'm right in the midst of that so I I've been very busy but uh you know things have been happening things have been going on things are chugging along so you know sure
0: I worry about you sometimes Mike and <laughs> I say, I say that with some sincerity because I do think that you're one of the finest writers that I know personally oh. uh and I want you to have all sorts of success and any anytime when people are not using your name in a reverent way, I feel like I need to smack them around a little
1: <laughs> that uh, that's very sweet, but you don't need to do that. believe uh, me I, I, I appreciate that I problem. am a big yeah, fan as you. i've
0: I've said many times much to uh your modesty but uh but no, I'm a huge fan of Mike Sullivan's writing and work in general. Liam, what do you have to say to Mike?
2: Um, <laughs> hey, good to meet you. <laughs>
1: It's nice to meet you too I mean I, I think I, you're, You weren't the same guy That was on before No was, uh,
0: We did a swap out Because Todd Rigney Though he did make A uh, a blood oath before Unfortunately He had to leave the show Due to some uh, Family emergency Which again we, we all our best to Todd And hopefully things Have worked out very well But uh, Liam uh, Stepped up And stepped into the role And decided that He was going to make This blood oath Really not knowing What he was getting into And now Just recently Has had a child Wants
1: to get out of the show But can't because he made the blood oath. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You, you gotta avoid those blood oaths. I mean, they, that's how they get you. Those blood I oaths mean, every time. I
2: honestly, you just wished him well, but I actually murdered the other guy. Really? That's that's, that's how I had to finish <laughs> the blood oath. Eric yeah. Roberts came to me in a vision and said I had to, I had to kill him. And so, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of that sort of thing, but you know, Eric Roberts says you just you do it. I have to, actually. That does lead to one
0: question before we hit the Roberts report, Liam. Is murder breaking edge? <laughs> Murder is not breaking edge no. Sweet! Sounds like a pretty good deal I don't know why why I went all those years Anyway, uh, I think That we need to get into the latest Eric Roberts news Yes, it's everyone's favorite part of the show It's the Roberts Report It's the Roberts Report for episode number 47 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man And yes, there is some major, massive Eric Roberts news happening, as per usual Yes, we come back every two weeks It just seems like the news is bigger and bigger and bigger Don't you agree, Liam?
2: Yeah, there's always something going on
0: As per usual, we start with a deep dive on Eric Roberts' Twitter account On uh, just uh, the day that we're recording this, which is the 14th He tweeted With all the dog trainers and cat wranglers out there how do we get our animals to not stop doing the cute thing while we set up our camera? <laughs> Mike, do you have any animals?
1: I had a I had a, a collie a few years back uh, that passed, and I oh, never sorry. got another dog. But uh, you know, I, I I love animals. I love dogs especially. And I don't. I, what does he mean by the the cute thing? Like I, I don't think, know what,
0: what. I think he's. He, this is kind of a slice of life, Dave Barry esque comment on the idea that you are grabbing your camera. With the idea that you're going to uh, You're going to take a picture of your cat or dog Or whatever And it's yeah. doing something very cute But then it'll stop when the camera is finally ready to go It's like they're doing the cute thing While you're setting up the camera But right. then once it's ready to go Sorry, you missed it for good
1: I think, that, you know, comparing it to Dave Barry is was very apt because it was deeply, deeply unfunny <laughs> Well, you know, we, we can't all well, Who
0: would be a humorist of note to you, Mike?
1: I I don't know Mort Saul.
0: Mort I, Saul. No, <laughs> I don't Christ. know. <laughs> uh, Liam, were you amused by this uh, slice of life comment from one Mister Eric Roberts?
2: I mean, I, I I probably wouldn't be amused by it, except for as the owner of two cats. I've often seen them doing something and thought, "God damn it! I wish I was filming that." Mm. And I, I just assume people on the internet are just filming their animals all the time. Yeah, and then editing down to that one moment, which. I I don't have that kind of patience. I I don't want
0: that. Maybe this is less funny commentary uh, and more, you know, this is something that we can all relate to. And this is like – this is probably what was happening was Eric Roberts was – (laughs) because for those who haven't been following Eric Roberts on Twitter, at Eric Roberts – all one word uh, You will have noticed uh, Well, sorry, if you are not following him You will not have noticed That he posts many, many photos of his cats He really likes posting photos of them So maybe what he was doing Is he was setting up, you know A perfectly posed Perfectly uh, a, a assembled shot And the cat just stopped And he's like, I gotta tweet this out right now And the world benefited from it, I think
2: Now, So insightful
0: It is pretty insightful uh, I don't know if you're referring to what I just said Or what Eric Roberts <laughs> What Eric Roberts <laughs> I want to, uh, you know, it's it's funny that I led with this deep dive because really the most important uh, news this week and really the most important possible news on an episode of Eric Roberts is the fucking man is the fact that the man himself, Eric Roberts, is about to turn 61 years of age on April 18th. The fact is, there would be no Eric Roberts is the fucking man without Eric Roberts. It would have to be some other person. And we wouldn't even have the fucking man part because, of course, longtime listeners know that that was coined by Mickey Rourke when he was accepting the Independent Spirit Award for the film The Wrestler. Uh, I was just watching that, um, that acceptance speech recently and it did bring a, a slight tear to my eye. But I do think, Liam, that it's important that you wish Eric Roberts a happy birthday.
2: Happy birthday, Eric. Without you and your uh, freak freakouts, my Ooh. life would be less interesting. And this podcast would not exist,
0: would not exist. I mean, you would have more free time. Mike, if you had Eric mm. Roberts ear just yeah.
1: for five minutes, what would you want to say to him? Do you really love me? Mm. I mean, you said that at the end of the PSA, but do you really love me?
0: I I wonder if the love that he has for us is the same as the love that Cool Cat has for us. And that's something that I am very curious about and we will talk about. You know, Mike, you have interviewed a lot of celebrities in your time. Yes. Has has it ever occurred to you that Eric Roberts should be someone that you interview?
1: I mean, I, I would. If if, you know, if an editor told me, "Look, you, you go ahead and you, you interview Eric Roberts." I would, but it just never I I don't I got to be honest with you. I don't I don't have a passion for Eric Roberts. And, you know, it, (laughs) and like every time I come on this show, it's, I, I I can almost see like why he's, why he is the way, you know, like I could kind of see the appeal, but then I sit through something like voyage and the next one. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't even think, is he sag anymore? It seems like he'll just literally show up on the set. And just do whatever. It's just like, uh, Eric Roberts is here. He might as well just work around him, you know? I feel, Mike, like you're making some very controversial comments
0: considering we just wished the man a happy birthday.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Uh, I'll say this. Happy birthday, uh, Eric. You're aging as well as Manson is aging. And by that, I mean really well.
0: Yeah, I think Eric Roberts... Is aging really well However, it, it is kind of strange Because we're bouncing back and forth Between versions of Eric Roberts On the the projects that we watch on this show And it can sometimes be a very uh, 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 Elaborate change I mean, pretty significant change Because we all change I mean, I don't know about you, Liam But if you look at me 10 years ago I'm almost like a different person
2: Yeah, I mean I think that's true for me as well Though it mostly just looks like I ate myself uh-huh. And now I'm I'm two of me
0: Right how would you taste if you were to eat yourself, Liam? I'm
2: just curious. I'm assuming terrible. I, I, I read somewhere that humans taste awful. Really? I, I believe I've heard differently. Yeah, I heard pork roast.
0: Yeah. I've heard
1: that. I've heard pork roast. Now, you're
0: not a big fan of pork roast. Is that correct, uh, Liam?
2: No, I love pork roast. Well, I believe that you've caught yourself in a little contradiction there, sir. Well, I just don't believe, I don't believe that humans taste like pork roast. Well, <laughs> If humans taste like pork roast, everyone would be cannibals. Like, no one would be safe. Well, maybe it's just because we don't know for sure.
0: It's the only thing keeping us back from falling into bedlam, just like you described. Now, speaking of Eric Roberts' birthday, it's like my own birthday wishes have come true, Liam, because there's also another huge piece of big news. Not quite as big as Eric Roberts' birthday, but very important considering something we've been discussing on recent episodes of this show. You know, long time listeners will know that we often refer to the, uh, to the fact that we can't call ourselves the only Eric Roberts-related podcast And the reason that is Is because there is a podcast Hosted by Eric Roberts, sort of In the sense that him and his wife have a podcast Or a live webcast show called Encounters with Eric and Eliza Roberts And one day, Liam, we're going to have to watch episodes of that show
2: I, I can't wait
0: Right, I mean, I know you're excited There's a lot of episodes And I'm they, I they. it's really... Probably as uninteresting as listening to an episode of this show By which I mean very interesting So I can't wait But we recently <laughs> said on this show That Encounters with Eric and Eliza Roberts Was no longer of this earth uh, The web uh, channel on which it exists, no longer exists And I was very saddened by that And also I was very concerned about the fact That maybe we would never be able to return To all of those lost episodes But I got some great news this week After some really significant digging Like a shockingly large amount Of difficult searching on the internet I discovered that Encounters With Eric and Eliza Roberts Is back All you need to do is go over to TV, Which is a startup. Internet TV company, which they always last for sure. Uh, Go over to Zinner.tv and you will find a number of shows listed. And one of them is Encounters with Eric and Eliza Robertson. You can go over there and watch the most recent episode, which I believe is from March 29th, right this very second. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually pause the show right now. Go and watch that and we can come back and discuss it. All right, we're done. Uh, (laughs) Liam, (laughs) what did you think of that episode?
2: Oh, it was so good
0: Great So episodes of that is over are over at Zina.TV uh, And also available on YouTube That's the streaming service that they're using now So we will link that in the show notes if you want to check out Encounters But that's just scraping the surface of the big news this week There's a TV channel in the States called Pop Have you ever heard of this, Liam? No Me either, but apparently there is a TV station called Pop And they picked up a whole slew of new TV series and one of those series is is Swedish Dicks, which we mentioned previously on uh, Eric Roberts is the fucking man. It's a Peter Store uh, Mayor starring series about private investigators, uh, and pro- and featuring and actually produced, I believe, as well by Keanu Reeves. And that's very exciting because Keanu Reeves has made a bit of a comeback in these recent years. Mike, what are your thoughts on Keanu?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I I like him. I like him. I'm not, you know, in love with his work, but I mean there's so much of I, I wish he would do more comedy, right? I think he's a better com- comedic actor than a dramatic actor. I think he is. If he, like in Freaked, he's like really like playing that what is it? The dog-faced dog? boy. He's really, yeah, the dog. He's funny in that. I mean, he's a good comic actor, right? I, I yeah, I have no real ill will towards Keanu Reeves, sure. Yeah. Well, what would you, what kind of now when you
0: say a comedic role? Do you mean like a broad Jim Carrey esque performance?
1: Well, no, like more like maybe like a more dry, maybe maybe even like a Leslie Nielsen ish uh-huh. thing, maybe in a parody movie or something. I mean, he he he's there's like an awareness to him, like he he know he understands what he's doing, you know. But nothing like a oh, like that's terrible. I'm sorry, but like very, something like very of that, you know, not <laughs> not to do.
0: Well, maybe we'll find a uh, performance very much like that in the TV show Swedish Dicks, Private Investigators. It says here it's a single, uh, single camera comedy from Lionsgate and Via Play about an aging ex-stuntman stuck in the past and an overly optimistic Swedish DJ stuck in the digital world. Together they get unstuck by forming the private detective firm Swedish Dicks. Solving some of the strangest and wildest cases LA has ever seen. Season one will premiere with ten episodes. There'll be guest stars such as Tracy Lords, Anthony Lapaglia, Margaret Cho, and of course Eric Roberts. Season two beginning production this summer. Yes, already a season two coming of Swedish dicks. Already a success. Will you be watching it, Liam?
2: I mean, I have to, right? Or at least the episodes with Eric Roberts.
0: Correct. That is the that is the right answer, and I'm really happy that you replied that that because I, uh, I
2: don't. How do you watch pop? I don't know what I don't know where to even access. How do you it watch off?
0: anything? I mean, this is 2017. It's just out there in the air. I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, okay, it's yeah. in the ether. It, you just kind of got to call it up on your device. You got a boop, 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 and there it is. <laughs> Swedish dicks, right to your mobile or whatever. Robert Pattinson, good time movie to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival competition. <sighs> Uh, there's a movie called Good Time. We mentioned it a very long time ago, uh, featuring Robert Pattinson and Eric Roberts. And yes, it's going to Cannes in competition. We might have Eric Roberts at the Cannes Film Festival this year. Um, talking to a friend of mine on Twitter a couple days ago about, uh, programming some, uh, some features for the Tribeca Film Festival, who this, uh, gentleman was involved in that, in that, uh, programming. And I'm hoping that, uh, using my sphere of influence that we can get a little Eric Roberts in the Tribeca Film Festival But certainly Cannes is covered We're going to have ER at Cannes uh, Mike, what do you think? Robert Pattinson, yay or nay? Did
1: you ever hear this? There's like a, a great Robert Pattinson story Where um, him and Hugh Jackman were in Japan And um, Jackman, Hugh Jackman, for whatever reason Really wanted Pattinson to do like karaoke with him that Sounds That
0: sounds like a Hugh Jackman thing to do
1: And, like, um, but on top of it, while, like, Hugh Jackman was performing the karaoke, he was going to dress like, I can't remember it was, like, either a schoolgirl or, like, a baby. Oh, my. And he was trying to convince, like, Robert Pattinson to join in with him dressed as, like, either, like, a schoolgirl or a baby. And uh, Pattinson just was like, no, no, no. And, like, Jackman was, like, very insistent. (laughs) And and then for some reason, like, uh, Pattinson, like, backed away. And then Jackman was making fun of him. Because he he didn't want to dress like a schoolgirl or a baby and, and sing karaoke in some Japanese bar. Did you ever hear that story? I, you know what? I haven't, but now I
0: must search out more details because that sounds, well, crazy, but also very interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like Robert Pattinson. He seems fine. <laughs> I I don't really hate anyone from the Twilight movies. Like, I think Kristen Stewart gets, like, a bad... Bad rap. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's like nobody in there that I'm like, oh, you, oh, you, 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 oh, you know, like Michael Sheen's in those movies. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. reason to be upset. I mean, they're not great movies, but they've got a good cast. You know, I think, I think Kristen Stewart is very talented. What do you think, Liam? Yeah.
2: I do enjoy, I mean, uh, I, I, Liam, sorry I've seen to interrupt you.
0: In. I, I don't really care. Uh, but I want to ask you, Liam, what is your karaoke song of
2: choice? Oh, I try to avoid karaoke. I have a very, Poor singing voice. Really? Because I'll—I'll
0: well, I'll be honest. Hearing your dulcet tones here on Eric Roberts is the <laughs> fucking Man makes me suspect yeah. that you have a very strong singing voice. And you know something, Liam? A what? Little Bird told me that you have a singing career of your own. And if anyone uh, shut wants up. to, no, <laughs> no, 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 all right, yes, no, 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 no. okay. Don't bring
2: that up again. Don't bring mm-hmm. that up again. Okay, yes. Here's the thing: when I do karaoke, I have done um, Ring of Fire. Don't. And go on. Jesus Christ, I know. Man. I'm just saying. I have. That's what I've done. I've done Ring of Fire and I've done um uh uh some Rolling Stone song. I don't remember which one.
1: Wow.
0: Well that's really interesting. Michael, have you ever been to karaoke?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I usually do the uh uh Connie, uh Connie Francis playbook. Oh I, I, I usually see. go like Who's Sorry Now, um Everybody's Somebody's Fool, Stupid Cupid. Those those are my go-to's. Uh
0: my uh karaoke song of choice is the female part. Of Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Life uh, <laughs> Entirely in falsetto uh, And it uh, always brings the house down Every single time, 100% um, And uh, anyway, I, I do need a Meatloaf And do you think you could handle that, Liam?
2: Everything about that sounds horrible yeah. I never want to see you do that I would pay money to see you not do that
0: Well, okay, well, that's a very mean thing to say Recently <laughs> added to the ever-expanding Eric Roberts IMDb page Is... Nightwalk from director Aziz Tazi, a former production assistant on American Idol The plot involves when an American atheist is wrongfully imprisoned by corrupt police For the murder of his Arab wife His quest for justice turns into a spiritual journey led by Muslim inmates From the moderate convert to terror-linked fundamentalists A Very hot topic, very hot button uh, uh, subject matter there in this film Featuring a really actually interesting cast I won't necessarily say a great cast But um, we have uh Tommy Tiny Lister in the cast Reconnecting with Eric Roberts once again uh, I believe this is something like their 7th or 8th uh, film together Um We have Richard Tyson from Kindergarten Cop <laughs> Appearing in this film Mel, Do- hey. Mel Novak is in the movie And Eric Roberts plays Jude Now that does uh, beg a very important question Mike, what's your favorite Beatles
1: song? If I could I, I, okay, my uh Maxwell Silverhammer, but okay. But, mm-hmm. but okay. Has has there ever been a movie where uh uh Tiny Lister and Randall Tex Cobb were together?
0: That's a very good question. Now I'm sure that we could find that out before the end of this episode, but why do you ask?
1: Could you like imagine like a, like a lethal weapon ripoff with those two in the lead? Oh my! That would be the best goddamn movie. I I would love the shit out of that fucking movie. Those two guys together, like cracking wise and cracking skulls. Oh my god! Why didn't it happen, Liam? No idea.
0: (laughs) Well, you need to keep talking because I'm I'm looking up right now if they've ever worked together.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I would have. It's beyond. It it seems like the sort of uh, magical connection that is beyond reality.
0: According to the Internet Movie Database, they unfortunately have never appeared. In a film together, but Mike is right We need to make they that it. happen uh, it, it feels like it, it could be done rather affordably
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But uh, we of course Want everyone to check out Nightwalk uh, If it ever indeed is ever created uh, It Again, it does have I guess it takes place mostly in this prison About a, a spiritual journey Led by this uh an American atheist is wrongfully imprisoned. I wonder why they mentioned. I guess the atheist is then is then converted into uh, into the uh, uh, Islam faith. What do you think about that, Mike?
1: I, I it seems like I guess that's what they're going for, but it just seems like what it's like a more moderate, and they have like the. Like the 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 more extreme it seemed. I don't know. I, when I read this like this afternoon, I didn't really understand where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. It seems like it could either be like a positive thing or a negative thing. I, I couldn't really tell mm. where like where it was going from the description.
0: Well, let's hope it's going somewhere rather positive I, we, uh, In a recent episode of Eric Roberts is the fucking man We read a tweet from Eric Roberts Who was suggesting that in television portrayals Of some mon- minority groups That they're often used as, as terrorists In a lot of these shows And that he would like to see them in more heroic roles So maybe this is an extension oh. of that sort of belief And of course we'd all like to see that Shouldn't we Liam?
2: Yeah, I uh, I also like the idea that if Eric Roberts is going to do all these faith-based films, that he can do a few different faiths. That's kind of yeah, cool. That's you know, actually... He's not going to get pigeonholed into one or the other.
0: That's an excellent point, especially if he's doing one faith-based mixed martial arts movie, right, with, of course, Fred the Hammer Williamson and Lee Majors. Uh, then why not do a Muslim MMA faith-based movie, right? Uh, And try to even this shit out And maybe we can all come together And find some common ground In this topsy-turvy world That is so torn apart by politics What do you think about that, Mike?
1: I think that that should have been called The Golden Shoes i love to see uh, Montel Williams in that Like as an MMA (laughs) fighter, you know?
0: Mike, we're going to watch two projects or I should say, we've already watched two projects yes. For this episode of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man Now, um, you, uh, you, you basically rolled the dice on this one You weren't entirely sure what you were going to get What are the projects that we ended up watching?
1: Um, well, one of them is, is called Voyage And it's about as generic as the title uh-huh. <laughs> and, the, and the second one is uh, Cool Cat Finds a Gun It's about a shrieking cat man of undetermined... Undetermined age and dead eyes uh, <laughs> Exercising, eating eggs Calling his parents mommy and daddy Even though he has the voice of a man In his mid-twenties who smokes at least two packs a day mm.
0: <laughs> Very accurate description Of one Mr. Cool Cat We're going to really get into Cool Cat And what he's all about in just a little bit But right now we need to take our first break And when we return The terror The terrific terror film from 1993 Voyage We'll be right back. Come on, y'all, let's take a ride. Don't you say shit, just get inside. It's time to take your ass on another kind of trip. Because you can't have the hop if you don't have to. Switch, we're going to a place where everybody kick it, kick it, kick it, get after the ticket Ain't no blood, ain't no quipping, ain't no funk-ass niggas said tripping, everybody got a stack Rucker Hauer and Karen Allen are a waspy white couple uh, who are going on a voyage around uh, the Mediterranean in a boat that they purchased with their money that they have. Uh, and uh, somehow Eric Roberts and his girlfriend tag along and uh, cause them all sorts of trouble. Yes. 1993's voyage. Boy, I didn't do a very good job <laughs> describing the plot of that movie. <laughs> uh, so th- for those who have never seen this, which would be, I've imagined anyone listening right now, it, uh, it, we have Rucker Hauer playing a very kind of generic architect Karen Allen, the lovely Karen Allen The The pair of them decide that they're they're going to purchase a boat And go to live in this far off land And they're going to, I guess, rebuild a dilapidated hotel That they've purchased there I mean, it's it's a dream It's a dream that any of us share, I'm sure uh, But on their way, they pick up the uh, an ex uh, Or an old high school friend of Karen Allen's Played by Eric Roberts and his girlfriend Connie Nielsen who seem like at first that they're kind of uh, Reasonable, fun, easygoing people But end up being psychopaths With uh, with murderous crime spree records and whatnot um, <laughs> Boy, I actually am a little more high than I thought I was <clears throat> um, This will all come together, no worries there Liam, what did you think of Voyage?
2: It is... It's hard to say So I, I think it's worth... Uh, adding a little outside context for me and, and you admitted the same thing. I watched the, the cat gut movie first uh, or let's say uh special internet video, sure. weird, whatever mm-hmm. the hell that was. So, um, and we've had kind of a run of terrible, eric roberts projects lately i feel like a few of the things we've watched have been really painful well so, we, you know what i i don't think that's
0: very fair actually liam we had a, a string of some good stuff recently but before that we had a very lengthy run of not so oh good
2: yeah stuff. what was it what was the good stuff oh well the yeah, alternate yeah, yeah, lot, was was a true. lot of fun that's true you're right you're right you're right uh i guess i guess in other words the thing about voyage uh is that while it is very generic it's also uh kind of watchable although the the copy we watched looked like um it was on a videotape someone found like under a porch or something <laughs> like it was not a rough it was not a a quality transfer let's let's put it that way but uh but it, it, you know it it had the potential to get a little more it's it's not a very uh sleazy is that the term i want to use it's not a very uh risqué film I, I i kind of was expecting it to take a turn and get a little more grimy than it does. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty tame considering uh Eric Roberts and his lady friend multiple times try to seduce the rucker Hauer and and uh what is the actress's name again? Karen Allen. Karen Allen. They try that you know, first Eric Roberts is making passes at Karen Allen and then uh, his his lady friend is making passes at Rucker Howard, and then she's making passes at Karen Allen. It it's you know there's a lot of suggestion here, but but there's not actually that much that happens as far as that. And then even the violence is not there's not there's not nothing too over the top happens. It it's all uh up to a certain point just suggested things. Um, the only thing about it that that really started to get on my nerves is. I never quite understand, there's a whole genre of movies like this, like we we have a house guest or we have a babysitter or we have a teacher or a neighbor sure. who, who, be, who means us ill and we know they mean us ill because they start acting really creepy about it, and I just felt like if I was planning to murder some people on their boat, I would act very calm the entire time I would in fact try to make them feel as comfortable as possible prior to the murdering, but not Eric Roberts. He he really wants to freak these people out um, and and hit on them, which has nothing to do with burning them and changing their teeth. So no, that, I, that, we'll, that we'll get
0: to, we'll my... get to what Eric Roberts' plan is in just a little bit. I want to go over to you, Mike, our guest. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on the television movie from nineteen ninety three, Voyage? Oh,
1: God, I I let me tell you this. I had to take copious memento like notes just to re, just to remember that this movie existed. <laughs> you know it. It just like it's so unmemorable. It's it's like they took an they it's like somebody took an LL Bean catalog and they said let's turn this into Dead Calm. <laughs> you know, there's just it's like it's just these waspy unlikable people and they're just sort of strong-armed and taking these like you know and like just obnoxious creepy people. And at no point do they just kick these people off the boat. It's just like you know it, when they, they're constantly there's a point in this movie where they're just constantly referring to Rutger Howard's boner. Yeah. And it's just like Karen Allen's talking about Connie Nielsen, Eric Roberts. Like there's like boner boner bone. It's like just get off the boat. Like, why are they still on the boat? And it's just like <laughs> everything's I, oh god. It just it reminded me of every bad jallo I was forced to sit through. It just it made no sense. It was boring. And no one was no one was like no, there was no characters. Everyone was just like unlikable. You know, just unlikable in a bland way. I I I kind of hated this movie I kind of just I just It was Oh, I just
0: did not like it Well, I will fall somewhere In the middle But then again Just like uh, Liam said I, I watched our Cool Cat feature first Which probably lowered My expectations somewhat This is a movie That is undeniable yeah. uh, there, there is a uh, budget They went out On the water at one point You have real actors And they are acting The quality of it Does vary But they are certainly Putting a performance in So in in the the grand scheme, we were watching a film here So that's not bad, that's a good start We do have Rucker Hauer, who is an actor I like very much Completely miscast as this architect uh, Who is very, very boring uh, yeah. and, and does kind of... He, part of the, mo- the movie is about him finding his manhood Or I guess trying to defend his woman Or, or protect his woman uh, And I, I know that sounds very terrible And it, it, it's meant to but it does seem to be kind of the, the, the central theme of it is that he's lost his relationship with his wife. He's become very distant over their marriage. And this is actually a bonding experience having to deal with this, uh, these two psychopaths. Um, but. Rucker Hauer, who is so great at playing maniacs, and is so good in films like The Hitcher, of course, is probably the one that people are most aware of. But, but he's, he's played that role many times before. Uh, here, he is playing the complete opposite of that, and we have Eric Roberts doing the Rucker Hauer role. And we'll get into his performance in just a little bit. But I, I, it, just in terms of the structure, that's a weird starting place. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Mike, these are very unlikable people. Even the most likable. I think Karen Allen, I guess, is generally okay and likable. I mean, I I, I, think she, a lot of it comes from the fact that I like her as an actress, so that kind of pu- pushes forth, because we don't really learn much about these people as human beings, so to speak.
2: No, uh, even her character, though, some of her responses to Rucker Hauer, they're like, so. Uh, the whole tension between them, it kind of comes, sh- she has a lot of saucy things to say to him that I don't understand. Like, I don't know if he just couldn't get down the distant thing. But the the only time he seems like I get that there's tension between them is when he acts possessive. But then I, I don't understand like like the the whole sort of uh, idea of him coming into his he's kind of overacting his manhood from like pretty early on in the movie. I, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed like uh, she her character is nice, but she just starts saying like just strange things to him. That I didn't quite get why her character was acting that way.
0: Now, uh, speaking of the performances, back over to you, Mike. I, you obviously did not care for the film, which is very understandable. Uh, it is something that becomes very tiresome. I think that the last ten minutes are probably the best part of it, even if it is very cliche. But did any of the por- the performances stand out to you?
1: I well, <laughs> I, I, like, first of all, Rucker Howard in the movie at times he looks like like Trump does now. Yeah, and, at, <laughs> and at other times he looks like your aunt after she did, like, a 10-month stretch at Rikers Island. Like, he looks like a hardened aunt, you know? And <laughs> and, 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 and then the thing is, like, what the, what the fuck was going on with his voice? Like, his voice was stuck somewhere in between, like, Harvey Corman doing an old lady and, like, uh, Professor Frank from The Simpsons. I Every time he opened his mouth and said something, I expected him to go, meh, meh. <laughs> like, it's just... It's like this she like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what choice he was trying to make in this. And, you know, I think I'm biased because I can't believe Rutger Hauer in any role where he isn't just this shirtless robot talking about sh- tears in the rain. <laughs> you know, I can't, I, anything other than that, like a person, I can't buy him, you know? That's my problem, but that's that's on me. That's on me.
0: Well, he's a very American character in this, and that's a little hard to believe because he has a very obvious accent not only does he have the accent but he, like you said he's putting on an affectation on top of it but he's so american that he constantly wears this big sweater with a big american flag on it <laughs> while wearing a baseball cap that has of course his favorite sports team written across the top so he wants you to be very very aware of how american he is in this film but uh but yeah it i did find his acting well i thought his acting was okay but i found his 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 vocal performance to be rather distracting um, And again this is a very nothing role And even when he has to kind of Find himself in the last few minutes And show his, his, uh, his Intelligence and, and get one up on Eric Roberts Really he gets one up on Eric Roberts the whole time Because Eric Roberts' character is never Shown to be that intelligent or that Competent um, I, I don't know if I gave you a chance there Liam Is there any other performances that, that, that stood out to you Obviously this is really only four uh, Main actors or actresses In this movie
2: I don't think we're th- I, I, the performance that stood out to me. We're not there yet, but let me just go ahead and say that uh, Eric Roberts is uh, the, the actress is at Connie Nielsen who plays yes. his uh, love interest. She is abrasive in every way, which I think <laughs> is sort of part of the point uh, of her character, but it, it, there's a scene where she's attempting to seduce Rucker Hauer and or or I guess that's what she's supposed to do, because it, it really just feels like, you know, she's a fuck. It, it feels like she's mocking him. And I can't tell if that's what the character is supposed to be doing or if this woman just doesn't understand how to play the role. But that whole scene was so kind of like tone deaf. Like, I, I didn't understand what was happening. Meanwhile, uh, it sounds like Karen Allen and Eric Roberts are already fucking and this. Like, they're just having so much fun. Underneath that, it's like it, it 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 kind of plays off in a in a weird tension.
0: They're flipping a cigarette into their mouths, and it's a, it's like a party game, and they're enjoying themselves very much. And it just gets under Rucker Hauer's skin. And we're supposed to relate to him in his weird possessiveness, but uh, in this movie, but I don't know if I necessarily felt a lot of sympathy for him. Um, I mean,
2: it's she's Karen Allen is in the movie. Uh, Eric Roberts is someone that she had a relationship with in high school. Like twenty years ago, like I don't understand. There's no point that it actually makes sense that Rucker Howard's character should care about that. I also had like, how old is Rucker
0: Howard supposed to be in this movie, Mike? How do you how old do you think he is in this?
1: He well, is a former is pro- championship swimmer. This is the problem I have with this. When they go to the reunion, and if they I can, there's like a few things I want to say about the reunion. Sure. When they they go to the reunion, everybody from that reu- reunion looks like they're reuniting after World War 2. Absolutely. Looks- I noticed that
0: immediately. It's like usually they, they cast too young. Here everyone looked like they were in their 60s. Yeah,
1: everyone. And then it, that like I don't I, I, and then on top of that when we're introduced to Eric, Eric Roberts's character and this this is something that's kind of doesn't exist anymore, but there was a time or, like, when someone was supposed to be, like, introduces like, a really cool dude. Like, <laughs> man, this guy's a tough, cool dude. Like, he'll do, like, a little dance and, like, say, whoa, good golly, Miss Molly. And it's like, <laughs> it's like when, when would this ever be cool? Like, if someone did that in high school, they would just get pushed to the ground and everyone would, like, point and laugh at them. Like, there's no, theater kids aren't cool. Like, this guy isn't, like, a cool dude. But... He said, he said he does it – he used to do it every time she would pass by. Like, we're supposed
0: to be impressed with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, the age – I, I didn't – I, I don't even know, like, until later on you find out that, like, Karen Allen and Eric Roberts had a relationship. I thought, like, they all went to the same school. Like, I didn't – and I'm thinking, well, did did Rutger Howard go to the school when he was 38? You know, like – it. it was he, one like, one of the teachers? Like, he was, like, he looks, like, way older. Because, like, Karen Allen, I guess, is supposed to be in her 30s. And she looks like she's in her 30s. Rucker Hauer looks like he just turned 78 in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's just this weird age difference. And, again, I I fucking hated this movie. Oh, my. And I'm actually glad you picked it. Because it just, it got on my nerves in just the right way. So, you know, good pick. But I fucking hated this movie. Jesus Christ. So, let's
0: see. So, Rucker Hauer was born in 1944. Uh so, uh so he was that can't be right can that be right <laughs> yeah he's uh he's he's playing a little younger than his real self in this movie uh and it was something that i found distracting particularly because one of the big central uh uh conflicts in this in this movie is basically him feeling um like he can't measure up to eric roberts because he's younger and he's more handsome and he's more athletic and there's a part where because of that he's kind of pushed into Having a swim race against Eric Roberts It's very idiotic um, And so they're having a race out to this boat They're swimming uh, And again I should mention that Rucker Hauer is a In this movie a former championship swimmer <laughs> Very hard to believe But so they they <laughs> Eric Roberts strips down To uh, a, a Basically a um, what? What's the word I'm looking for here um, banana hammock, like a banana hammock banana and, hammock <laughs> while while Ruckerhauer jumps into the water fully clothed and they race out, and it all culminates in Ruckerhauer almost getting hit by this giant boat, which they saw by the way, before they even started swimming and it it, it almost killing him i mean it uh, he manages just with his intelligence and his ability to hold his breath and he manages to survive. But what a strange scene. I mean, I guess again, I do think that it connects to the central idea that he's basically trying to find his manhood and trying to find himself in some way and find his confidence, maybe. Uh, and I guess if they spend that much time talking about his dick, maybe that's supposed to be kind of tied up in there as well. <laughs> I feel like this movie's handicapped somewhat by it's the fact that it's a TV movie. Uh, You mentioned at the beginning, Liam, that there were, This came at the time when there were a lot of These kind of hidden psycho movies in the Wake, I mean this is many years after Fatal Attraction But certainly that kind of uh spurred it On, but Dead Calm is obviously A strong influence here, but this Is still in the era, the post-Basic Instinct era, and uh There is an erotic element to this movie There's a scene where Connie Nielsen is Giving Karen Allen a, a massage And he starts kissing her, And you're, you're supposed to be like She's very sexual, that's very Intimidating, so they're Obviously awful bad people um, And I feel like they play that up a little heavily But it also feels very neutered by the fact That the only place it really Goes is one sequence Of Eric Roberts having sex with Connie Nielsen uh, In a particularly aggressive way
1: <laughs> but, well, I, lo- I love that scene Because it there- it's supposed to be like really Like like hard heavy sex But just like head wobbling and I think you see Like a bit of like ass cheek
0: Yeah there's the ass cheek it gets very aggressive for a few seconds And then it kind of sputters out in a way That I mean look don't call me the king of sex, but I've had it before. Look, I know that might surprise some people who are listening right now, and I can tell you that it doesn't just—you don't just stop, right? It's—it's it's not like it's not like hardcore, and then everyone's just like, okay, done. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, no one there to say not cut. For you, Doug. <laughs> well, maybe that's why you have a child now, Liam. I guess that's how it's done, right? You got to be able to do it on command, yeah. and uh, yeah. you got to stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. Never. <laughs> Never make that sound again, please
2: Shoot that baby back
0: But, uh, oh, Jesus uh, But TV <laughs> TV <laughs> TV, Mooney, <clears throat> TV, movies are both A uh, lost art in some way And also, um, in some ways As respected as they've ever been In terms of the, the budgets You know, if you could, Especially if you, uh, you kind of loop In the Netflix era and that sort of thing Into it, but I did want to get Before we got over to Eric Roberts I wanted to start with you, Mike What are some of your favorite TV
1: movies? Oh man, I love uh I love uh Bad Ronald. Right? That's that's of probably my favorite one. Um it, as much as, as unfunny as it is I love Murder Can Hurt You. <laughs> I've seen that I even actually own the original script that was actually originally called Murder Can Kill You. Jack <laughs> Webb was supposed to narrate. I actually like that movie that much. I have the script. Even the title was toned down for TV. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they softened it a bit. Yeah, but Those two, those are two are probably, there's probably more, but I mean, those are probably the big ones for me. Yeah.
0: You know, I have a really strong memory. Uh, Back in the mid nineties, I watched a television movie called The Infiltrator and that movie starred Oliver Platt as a Jewish, I think he was a Jewish reporter who was infiltrating neo-Nazis in Germany. And I thought it was a very interesting movie. It's probably not that great if you were to watch it now, but I watched it on Christmas day. I stayed up very late. And and watched it with my brother And we both have very strong Very uh, enduring memories Of watching this movie Which again, probably not good But what's interesting and why I bring it up Is that it was directed by the guy who directed Voyage In fact, it was his next movie This is John McKenzie Who unfortunately wow. passed away just a couple of years ago So I've actually seen another movie Directed by this guy it Made me feel very good and proud And also a little disappointed with the quality of Voyage Liam, favorite TV movies?
2: You know, I haven't watched a lot of TV movies. Um, uh, some of the ones that stick out are actually weirdly Stephen King related. So like It or The Stand or whatever. But Hey, um,
0: sorry to interrupt you, Liam, but did you know that both It and The Stand are actually not good?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, th- 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 I mean, th- they left an impression because I cared about those sure. books so much. I've actually seen both effort... of them
0: a number of times, but you're, yeah, I could see exactly what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I uh, From a young age, I didn't understand why I would watch. Because I, I guess it's weird that I thought about this so young. But I, I thought of TV movies as the same as movies without any of the cool stuff that you're not allowed to show on TV. Sure. So then I, I didn't really understand why I wanted that. Um, so I don't, I don't really have any. Now, I know that there are uh, people who say, oh, well, but there's still some great ones. And I actually have friends who've programmed, like... TV movie festivals. Sure. And I've never gone, and I feel like I should to check some out. And I, I just don't really know that many. I do like that in like the
0: 70s when it was the, the most prevalent time of TV movies. You'd see all these character actors. You'd see all these strange appearances by people that you never would expect. And that's kind of the fun of revisiting them. Um, and, of course, Trilogy of Terror is another well-known TV movie that's well regarded by many. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the, the bloom is a little off the rose on the whole TV movie thing. And, obviously, you're not a fan, Liam, and it makes me very sad to hear that. And, hopefully, we can see a resurgence. You know, Liam, stocked by My Doctor was a tv
2: movie well okay if that count, well i wasn't sure if cable movies you know when i think of the tv movie and this is just my bias i think of like you know uh, the network event right but uh yeah i guess you're right like something like Stalk by my doctor is pretty great um i feel like i've watched a couple that were like usa specific movies but um i don't know how many uh, i've seen total
0: eric roberts is an actor liam He has given us the title of this show He has given us the theme And he features very heavily in the film Voyage from 1993 Mike, I'm going to start with you Uh, You did not enjoy this movie very much In fact, you went as far as to say you hated it But what are your thoughts on the performance of Eric Roberts? You mentioned again at the beginning of the show That sometimes you feel conflicted about the fact that anyone would give a fuck about Eric Roberts
1: did I say give a fuck? No, I'm, shit, I'm.
0: I'm sp- actually. I'm. I might be. Uh, I'm. I'm rewinding my tape, my brain, and oh, okay. uh, I, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but I do think that you said that you couldn't give less than a shit about Eric Roberts.
1: Well, I'll. T- I'll say this. There's like some. There's some really terrible dialogue in the movie, <laughs> yes. and there's one point where he's like, <laughs> he's on the side of the boat. He's like, he's like holding on the boat. And he says this line, he says, you can't unhook me, Morgan. Squeeze ball champ. <laughs> is that like, is squeeze ball, is that a thing? Like, I don't know that? what he was trying to say. <laughs> Which, I, I'm, some of his, his dialogue made me laugh. But this is, this is how I thought his performance was. It seemed like he based his performance on that one scene in the Cape Fear remake where Robert De Niro's laughing at Problem Child in the theater. <laughs> it just, it just seems like it's that over and over again. Where it's just like he's just like sort of like uh, creepy in a distant way, and it never really connects until suddenly at the end where he's like suddenly Norman Bates and he's talking to like Connie Nielsen. Yeah, who, he took his corpse up. He took her corpse up the hill in a hotel just to talk to and made it there uh, first. Yeah, and he carried her court. Uh, uh, I I don't want to get like in the inconsistencies with this movie, but his performance—it seemed like he wanted to go like really, you know, over the top with it. But he's only—it's like like over the top and like a half. If this makes any sense, it's sort of like a half measure, you know. Like he's he's sort of pushing it, but now he's not really pushing it far far enough. And I think the problem with that is the character is such a nothing. Like it just like I it feel I feel like the stage directions in this were like be creepy. You know, like there was nothing like going into it, so I I think he can't be fully blamed for it, and and but he still, it seems like he could have went so much further with this like weird character. He could have done something with him. I I feel like if you put someone in there, like I don't know, like like Crispin Glover or or like anyone else, they would have really got something from the character. But he just he didn't bring it this time, you know.
0: It it does feel kind of like stock Eric Roberts crazy character number one. Uh yes but yeah. but, but I, I agree as well that he's certainly not supported by some of the dialogue. My favorite scene and I just remembered it while you were describing that other piece of dialogue is when they're sitting around the fire and uh Ruckerhauer is grilling some meat on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he says um they're having a conversation and it gets slightly intense And Eric Roberts is like watch it You, the, you know you're going to burn your meat And Rucker Hauer looks at it and it's already a little overcooked He's like I hope you, you like yours well done And his response is I like it blackened to the bone It's like why the <laughs> fuck would you want to eat that <laughs> What are you talking about <laughs> It's supposed to be This intimidating moment and it sounds Fucking idiotic Liam Eric Roberts in this movie what do you think
2: I mean, I agree. He he's doing kind of a stock Eric Roberts thing, Uh, but it is a Eric Roberts thing. I enjoy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we've got four people, basically the whole movie. And of those four, Eric Roberts is the one that I kind of want to be seeing. I, I, I like Rucker Howard, but not in this. He, He, as you guys pointed out, his voice is weird. He's he feels like a dad, but they don't have any kids. Like it's <laughs> it's just really awkward. Karen Allen's very and, upset about that, by the way. Yeah, and Karen Allen is is her performance is fine, but the way her character is written, I don't get any of the reasons she's unhappy. She's unhappy all the time, unless she's flirting with Eric Roberts, and I don't get it. And I hated so, Connie Nielsen. Like I, so, she, sounds like
0: sounds like that might reflect some difficulties in your own relationship, Liam.
2: I guess, whatever. But the point is, is that. Hey, Leo, try for... talking
0: to your wife once in a while.
2: huh? <laughs> uh, I can't. I'm always talking to you. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I, I feel like Eric Roberts. He, he he's not doing the best. He's not really. He's not really uh, chewing the scenery for this role, which he could because it really is kind of a very sleazy role. But um, but he does all right. I, I guess. The, the the thing about it that makes me feel iffy on his performance is my issue with movies like this, which is he wants them to like him and then over the course of the, the bus the bus, the boat trip he slowly like alienates them on purpose and I'm like won't this make your task harder, the task of murder like doesn't it seem like the murder would go better if he was just nice the whole time instead of slowly turning into like a creepy weirdo. So uh, I don't know. He, he was fine. I didn't like the way the character worked in the story. And I didn't understand why I was doing that.
0: And as you mentioned uh, earlier, Liam, their plan, the whole plot, is that Eric Roberts and his girlfriend are going to swap out the teeth of Rucker Hauer and Karen Allen – uh, and then burn their boat with their corpses on it in order to fake their own death so they can get away with uh, an earlier murder charge of Connie Nielsen's father. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's kind of fucking stupid now that I put that into words. Um, yeah. It <laughs> doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, i uh yeah i I actually concur with the both of you. Eric Roberts is putting a lot of effort into his performance, and sometimes that can uh yield gold, but in this case, it just seems like he's trying really, really hard to bring to some life to it and I appreciate it because this is a very lifeless movie it's very flatly uh directed it's very flatly acted in a lot of ways, so he is the thing that draws the most attention in the movie, but it's still i don't think is enough to save it. Voyage is a disappointing movie in a lot of ways. However, it does lead to the major question, the very defining question of this podcast, which is: Is Eric Roberts the fucking man in 1993's Voyage? Mike, fucking man?
1: No, no. I'm just gonna. He, in this one, no, no. It. it, it I mean, I, I love his like some of his like tough guy dialogue, like uh, Morgan is taking a nap, freckle face. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> You know, it's it, it, but he's not. He's not the man. I mean, it, I, although, like, look, I'm not the I'm not the easiest to please when it comes to Eric Roberts. So, unfortunately, it's it's going to be he's not the fucking man this time. I'm sorry.
0: Well, we need tough critics here on Eric Roberts as the fucking man, not like Liam, who's a soft touch. What do you think, Liam? Fucking man or no?
2: I got to go with fucking man. It, it, even though it, it's not my favorite of his performances, I still think you know he is putting in that effort. I think we've watched a few too many where he's kind of phoning it in. I don't feel like he's phoning it in. I just think that, um, that it's too little, too late for a movie that's kind of limp and not really going anywhere.
0: And I will say that Eric Roberts, hmm, yes, he's the fucking man by the skin of his teeth. See what <laughs> I did there? Very good. <laughs> 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 that's two against one. So Eric Roberts is, of course, the fucking man in 1993's Voyage, a movie that you have no reason To see, Uh, there's lots of movies that do very similar territory Much, much better However, if you are a Eric Roberts completist Or a Rucker Howard completist Then I guess you'll check it out Tell us if you agree or disagree uh, On Twitter, on Facebook, or wherever you would like Now we need to take another break Because we have the main event Cool Cat Finds a Gun We have a lot to talk about And we'll be doing it right after this His friends find a gun and then Cool Cat shows kids the right thing to do If they find a gun or see someone At school that has one It's Cool Cat Finds a Gun from 2013 directed and written by Derek Savage now um, For those of you who are unfamiliar with the Cool Cat franchise these Are videos for kids uh, explaining How to uh, traverse The tricky world of growing up So they will tell you how to deal with bullies, how to deal with finding guns randomly in the woods, that sort of thing Um, And this actually, Cool Cat Finds a Gun, though it's its own standalone project, or at least is available in that way It's part of a larger film, a full-length feature called Cool Cat Saves the Kids Which has a sort of notoriety uh, in some circles So, But I don't want to poison the well here, I don't want to tell people what to think I need to start with you, Mike Yes What did you think of Cool Cat finds a gun
1: oh my god i as much as i hated voyage i i love this <laughs> so much i loved every second about it it's it just like there's there's no like there's no basis in reality in anything uh, there's like even like peep the way people talk in it like there's just the language is thrown out the window you know like it's it just like it's it's a beautiful beautiful mess and i love I love Cool Cat finds a gun so much. I really, I sincerely did.
0: For for listeners who don't know Cool Cat, Mike, wh- what is Cool Cat in this movie? Or like, what does he look like, and how does he act?
1: Well, he's he's just he's basically a mascot. He's a shrieking mascot mm-hmm. with dead eyes and a mouth that barely opens, and everything he says is like. Come on, guys! We gotta find the gun! Like, it's, it's... And, and he does this, and like, I, I want to I say this, too, like, everybody in, the, you know how like child actors, they telegraph and they do that karate chop thing with their arms and they, they over-enunciate every word, you know, like that Vanessa Bayer imitation of the kid, like, I got a milk bottle, like that sort of thing. It isn't just the kids like everybody in this movie acts exactly like that. They, they like do the karate chop and they over enunciate. And it's just, it's, I, I just, I love this movie. I, I, I it was, it, it is such a pure delight. I loved it so much.
0: Yes. Cool cat. As you said, Mike, he, it's it's big furry costume, like a mascot costume. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't have used that word furry, but it certainly came to mind when watching it. Um, and and he is treated in this movie by live-action children as if he's another child-appropriate-aged animal. No, sorry, like a human. They treat him like he's a human, and we do meet his parents, one of them played by Derek Savage. He's a human being, but his mom is uh, another uh, cat like himself, meaning that Derek Savage fucked a cat in order to create cool cats. So it's like the cool was his dick and the mother was the cat and he made Cool Cat. Uh so Liam, what did you think of Cool Cat Finds a Gun?
2: Um it's funny, I acknowledge all the points that Mike made about it and yet this was har this was uh a difficult thing for me to watch. I should I I, sh- I just
0: want to bring up Liam that this is only twenty two minutes long.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a painful twenty two minutes and I, I kept thinking do I just want to fast forward this? And I thought, no, it's only 22 minutes. I can make it through. And I, it it hurt. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess there's a joy to it because it is so weird. Um, every time uh, there's this... Uh, I, I kind of want to run something past you guys because I, I I was a little confused. Mm-hmm. It seemed like... Were they, could they hear Cool Cat live? Like, was Cool Cat voiced over? Or was the guy in the outfit... Just yelling through the mouth, and they could hear him.
1: I, I think it was. I, I think it was like both like bad ADR, and I think on the set he was actually because his mouth was moving, so I'd assume that he was just he was talking too. That's what yeah. I got from it. I, it I, seemed, think,
0: I think he was talking on the set, and then they also overdubbed it later because there's no way that okay. they had the the comprehension of sound uh, equipment certainly compared to the the way that they handle the rest of the video equipment and audio equipment in this movie to be able to properly mic inside that costume.
2: Cause the weirdest scenes were actually Derek Savage with cool mom or cat mom or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck we're calling that because she clearly was totally voiced over and nothing about Derek Savage's performance was like, I understand that later someone will have to do the voiceover during all these parts where I'm just kind of mumbling to myself <laughs> as if I'm a crazy person. Like those scenes were so unsettling because it, I could picture whoever the actress was in the booth being like how am i supposed to say any he's just talking and nothing he's saying is what am i supposed to do right now like those scenes were uncomfortable but i you know i guess i i guess it was fun i was a little off put by how much of a uh propaganda film for the police it was uh especially the part where the cops arrest the two kids with the gun mm-hmm. was well, just weird. That was a weird scene no. that I just thought, does no one feel that this is an awkward thing that they're shooting? Now you
0: uh, now you hate the police, isn't that correct, Liam?
2: Yeah, basically, yeah, sure. Hmm.
0: Okay, well, I just wanted to make that very clear. Now, just to, to elaborate a little bit on the plot, uh, Cool Cat begins the film by waking up and going downstairs and having breakfast with his weird uh, mother cat and father human, uh, and then goes out to play in the neighborhood. Uh, there's a lot of really wasted time before they come in to have lunch And then they go out again And that's when finally the meat of the thing comes together Because him and his two uh, friends, uh, human friends Who talk like robots, as as Mike uh, mentioned They very much act to the back rows of the, the auditorium They find a gun And then we are supposed to Use what their reactions are As a way to gauge our own reactions If we were to find a gun So the idea is you find a gun And the first thing you do is you tell your parents Right? Don't snitch
1: Right? What what I want to point out And I love this part um, When they find the gun The one kid is hoping it's a a ring Filled with diamonds (laughs) And, And the other kid is hoping it's a quarter
0: Yeah, there's something over there Same as a silver dollar! One time I found an old silver dollar in a lake and it was cool! I wonder if it's a fancy ring!
2: I'd love to find a gorgeous sparkly ring! It would look so pretty on my finger! Maybe there's a bunch of diamonds in it! That's even better! Hey wait a minute guys! And look closer! That's not a fancy ring or a quarter! Is that what I think it is? Oh, no! It's a gun! And it looks like a real
0: one! It is a real gun! I saw the policeman's one before! What should we do? <laughs> As kids do, well, that is what they're hoping for. When they see something on the ground, it could either be a beautiful ring to put on my finger, or a fucking quarter.
2: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's it, the little girl thinks it's a ring, because, of course, a little girl would want a, a beautiful ring. That's mm-hmm. For her finger. That's obvious. Yeah, she wouldn't want money. She would just want a beautiful ring I had to be honest Of those two things A gun
0: is way better Right? I mean <laughs> Let's face it They These kids hit the fucking jackpot Finding a gun By the way There's never a question in this movie Of where did the gun come from? Why was it stashed in the bushes Outside of Cool Cat's house? I mean that, that I think that's a question worth asking Anyway They do the right thing in the film They go and talk to Cool Cat's father Who then uh, contacts The father of of uh, of the bully in the in the neighborhood, and the reason he does that is because before they talk to the fa- to Cool Cat's father, they witness the bully going over and stealing the gun. Now, I do want to talk about this bully for a second. Liam, tell me about the bully.
2: Uh, the bully is a small, uh, blonde child who looks like if you pushed him over he would start crying immediately Mm -hmm. now you said they wasted time in the beginning but they did establish earlier the bully yeah he's a bad dude he apparently he likes to steal candy and books so that's a mixed a mixed bag Mm -hmm. and at a certain point his nefarious nature tells him that when he's being chased by cool cat he should throw the candy on the ground so that cool cat trips on the candy. So he's clearly a criminal mastermind. Mm-hmm. He also has a ridiculous lisp.
0: Yes. Okay. Let's. Now it's not nice. It is not nice to make fun of children who have a speech impediments. It's very mean. Sure. We wouldn't want to do that. However, it is odd casting. I do have to say,
2: it doesn't make him sound tough. He seems like a marshmallow in the in the thing, and
0: yet he is the bully of the film. <laughs> he is. Oh. A, yes. No. Please tell tell me what your thoughts are,
1: Mike. Does let me does Derek Derek Savage understand what bullies are?
0: <laughs> I, it, considering that he almost certainly was one, you would think he'd have to, to know what bullies are.
1: It seems like he just watched like an old Charlie Chaplin film and like whoever tied someone to like a railroad track, he's like, Oh, that's a bully. That's a bully. Cause like everything this kid he at one point he's like wringing his hands like a silent film villain and like going, <laughs> 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 like uh, it just it, it, like I said, there's just like no, there's like it's like this, it's like he woke up from a coma for after 20 years and said I need to stop bullying. Like there's no, there's like nothing that like points to like any basis in reality in this
0: thing. <laughs> Mike, I, I I hate to mention the fact that that you said just a few minutes ago how much you love this movie. <laughs> Oh, I do. I do.
1: That (laughs) hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. It's a mess, but man, I love it. I love it. I
0: couldn't. Sorry to interrupt the both of you, but I couldn't understand a fucking word this kid was saying. Um, (laughs) So I don't like. I mean, I certainly saw his hand movements, and yes, he's being played very cartoonishly. I mean, he is literally stealing candy from babies um, in the first half of this fucking movie, Uh, and then he. By the way, even the bullies I've encountered in my life, and I've 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 known a few. Um if they were to find a gun, I'm not sure. Like this kid, he picks up the gun and I guess goes home with it. Derek Savage, the father of Cool Cat, <laughs> he then calls the father of this bully, who at first is very skeptical, despite the fact that his son was was caught by the entire neighborhood stealing earlier that day. He's very skeptical that his son could have taken this gun, and the, but but eventually, because of Derek Savage's uh, power. Over the written word and the and the spoken word and his his ability to kind of turn people around to his point of view, the father accepts. Yes, I guess my son has a gun, and then does nothing, and then the kid brings the gun to school.
1: Very. Only- yes, please. I'm sorry, Doug. I keep. I'm very. I, I'm like jacked up. No, no, cat no. Cat I'm.
0: I. I need someone to stop me.
1: <laughs> I, what you didn't mention is like earlier in the day he was arrested. Yes, he was arrested, he was by was by arrested. The cops. And and what's crazy about this is the scene is he's running away from a man in a giant cat suit and the police instinctively grabs the small child and throws him in the back of a police car because that's what you would do if you're being chased by a man in a mascot suit.
0: Uh-huh. And because of our mm-hmm. weak legal system, that kid was out and on the streets just a couple hours later.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, uh, okay, so let's 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 just admit that all of these things seem ridiculous. And though it's pretty clear Derek Savage is not someone I would describe as um, self-aware, let, let, let's give him somewhat of a benefit of the doubt here that maybe he's aware of how ridiculous this thing is. And it is for kids, right? Like he's teaching kids what to do with when someone finds a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to write this. But then later on, when the kids at the school with the gun, even though everything else you could say is maybe played for some sort of attempted humor they then treat this kid like an active shooter yeah like it's like the kids are like oh man we gotta call the cops to get the bad guys they'll take them out the girl says take them out and that (laughs) just says to me we haven't really played up this bully you know like what is and he's just standing there and then the cop grabs him and the kid he's showing the gun to what is the kid show he's showing the gun to done other than been like wow man yeah that's a it's a gun you do have a gun there so, uh, alright, I guess I'm under arrest Alright, sounds good Sorry, if, like da- I- if the real
0: left Derek Savage was there Butch the Bully would be <laughs> 10 feet under No, no <laughs> doubt about it Because, <laughs> by the way uh, j- Just to, as, a, as a quick side note uh, Derek Savage's most recent Documentary is called Gun Self-Defense for Women and it's a gun self-defense video for women And in the trailer for it, he shows that he has an open carry permit Meaning that while he was walking these children to school He probably had a gun on his person So Butch the Bully is very lucky that he didn't make any sudden moves Because otherwise he'd be a corpse, a dead child Killed by Derek Savage <laughs> please, please continue, Liam
2: well, my I love the part where you know they see him and they decide to go to the school, which is a fair advice. And they basically do this like tactical run to the school while you're seeing other parents just sort of milling about in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, it didn't seem like for. I mean, the point of this thing, right, is to be instructional. I assume. Yes. It's not really for entertainment, right? Is it for entertainment? I guess I don't understand what the point of this. Look, this you know video what? Sometimes,
0: is. sometimes with a video like this. You can be entertained, you can have a few laughs Have a few tears, and maybe learn a little something
2: I just don't know that anyone's learning anything from this video particularly Shouldn't Cool Cat's dad have called the cops? Right?
0: Yeah I know you hate the police And again, I'm right there with you, Liam Uh, But it just seems like instead of just calling the guy's dad And again, these kids were very concerned about snitching They didn't want to be snitchers they they have heard that snitches get stitches. They're very concerned about it, uh, but I do think that Daddy Derek should have went the extra mile, called the cops on this kid who had a gun. Just my thoughts. Michael, do you have any uh, additional thoughts on, on on basically the gun uh, reactions that these people have?
1: Well, I the thing I like the most about um, the because I mean I I, I I don't know if this was mentioned. I just was like kind of zoning out, looking at my notes, but butch's uh reason for having the gun was not to you know shoot up the school but because he could you know he get if, th- if this is said just edit it out I'm sorry but like just just so he can like get more lunch money he's just yeah. using it as a tool to get more lunch money and then later on when he's showing the gun to the kid he's holding the gun like a wounded baby bird <laughs> is- <laughs> they are very
0: c- careful not to have that kid hold the gun like a fucking gun
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but um I, 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 Derek, Derek Savage And look, all this is allegedly All this is And even if you do sue me it, It's like getting blood from a stone You're not going to get anything <laughs> I'll just go to prison So, you know, just just sue away Derek Savage strikes me as a man Who writes his own Wikipedia entry And then spends 40% of his life Guarding it Um, I, I feel like this guy Is just two sneezes away From becoming Gary Busey He's he he he's like Huckleberry Hound with severe head trauma. He feels like a really unfair impression by Rob Hubel. (laughs) There is just there's like something. It just he's he's another one of those those characters that just fascinates me and. And I I, I would, I, God, I, anything he puts out, anything puts out. The thing is, like, I want to read his stuff, but I also don't want to give him money. Right. You know, because I, if I could find this, anything of his, like, in a thrift shop, I'm going to buy it immediately. But if I'm putting money in his pocket, I don't want to do it. But it's it, it just, he, he, he's like a very, he's like a very interesting character to me. I, I kind of, I have like a weird fascination with Derek Savage.
0: Now, I'm sure a lot of listeners don't know really who Derek Savage is. But just the short version is, he's a former male stripper. Uh, appeared in Playgirl magazine at one point uh, Who has now, I guess, become a born-again Christian I guess that's fair to say Or at least a, a, maybe was a Christian all along So now he does gun safety and anti-bullying children's videos He writes children's books And he also writes novels uh, One of them is called The Dancer The Life and Times of a Male Stripper Obviously based in some uh, some capacity on his own life Um And Sweet Revenge, where a man gets justice against the street gang that murdered his family. Uh, Sounds very harrowing. Uh, But also, you know, and does religiously based children's um, books as well. So he's obviously a man of many talents um, and very complex. But in a lot of ways, he's a lot more interesting than... Then certainly Cool Cat Finds a Gun Which is, again, supposed to be a very straightforward kids video Telling you what you're supposed to do when you find a gun uh, And I it just feels very much like It's just echoing the sort of NRA party line Regarding what people should do when they find a gun uh, As opposed to reflecting what actual real-life situations are
1: He also, I want to say this Derek also has, he has my favorite line in the whole uh, uh, movie He goes, uh, look, the problem is over Look! The problem is over.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you go to Derek com slash dot uh there it not only does the website look like a GeoCities page from two thousand one, it does have an animated GIF of Derek practicing with his commas, which apparently are uh edged like they're Sticks with blades at the end of them. It's an animated gif, of and and if you're asking, if you're wondering right now, if that animated gif is next to an animated gif of a sexy woman gyrating, you would be correct. That is what is on his website at the moment. Um, yeah, no, this uh, the, I I do feel like the mentality behind this um, is actually probably a little more. This is a guy who obviously does really love guns. And really love, really love the American ability to have guns on their person at all times. We do. Need, we, do yeah, sorry,
2: I, I just had one thought: Is it possible Derek Savage is Cool Cat's stepdad? Oh, and is You're that gun? You, yeah, and is that gun what he used to murder Cool Cat's actual oh, okay. dad? Now that's why going... he's not surprised the gun is in the backyard.
0: I feel like that gun is what Derek Savage holds in his mouth every night just begging himself to pull the trigger but <laughs> unable to find the the bravery within himself to finish the job
1: uh, maybe maybe he's like Paul Schrader and he sleeps with it under his pillow
0: maybe <laughs> Wouldn't it, maybe that's why he was like, "Oh, I'm not going to call the cops. That The bully has the gun now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want them to trace it back to, to old. Uh, <laughs> maybe I left the, the, the key out last night and it just found its way into the bushes outside.
2: It just seems like the story, like if I had gone inside when I was a kid, it would have been like, I saw a gun in the backyard. My mom would have been like, why the fuck was there a gun in the backyard? Yeah, God? right? <laughs> oh, you found the gun. Okay, well, I guess we got to call, you know, dude's dad. You must be in a neighborhood of gun nuts like that Derek
0: Savage guy.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: now, this Cool Cat Finds a Gun is a star studded affair. Um, it has both Vivica A. Fox, the wonderful actress Vivica A. Fox, and Eric Roberts in it. However, uh, listeners might be. Curious about the fact that we haven't really mentioned Either of their performances yet And the reason that is is because they don't actually appear In the feature proper They appear afterwards in a series Of public service announcements About gun safety Very serious Very, uh, very, you know, using their celebrity For something good in this case Uh, Sounds like something maybe court mandated In some cases Uh, Tell me, Liam What did you think of these PSAs? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean they were okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they weren't exactly um I mean they they were fine. <laughs> it wasn't convincing. I I I don't know. I don't I whatever. Well,
0: I I mean it's hard not to feel bad for both Vivica A. Fox and Eric Roberts.
1: Well, <laughs> the I, Eric Roberts one was particularly insane. It was just insane. Well, Vivica Fox please please let me talk about Vivica Fox. Please. And the PSA. Well, first of all, like for anyone who hasn't seen this, she comes down this like a flight of stairs <laughs> and she stops right next to a poster for booty call. And which I, I love the fact that's on that's proudly displayed in her house, the poster for booty call. That's hey, yeah. for anyone that comes in they could. Yes, I was in booty call. And at one point she says this thing that I do not understand what the fuck she means, which I can only assume was written by Derek Savage. She goes. We make movies in Hollywood and sometimes they're not real like, <laughs> Does she mean like they just make Like like was the Avengers a documentary Like what the fuck is she talking about That doesn't Like what does that mean You know
0: <laughs> Yeah I think it's safe to say that we know who wrote those words <laughs> Well, Which is strange because the Vivica A. Fox one Seems directed You know someone set up a camera and she comes down the stairs And there's a very kind of specific I mean it kind of fits with the rest of the movie Eric Roberts is in front of like a green screen Just rambling on about nonsense (laughs) High, he's definitely high And manages to end with him saying That Cool Cat loves you And so do I Eric Roberts professes his love To all viewers of this video Which by the way I think is enough Of a reason for anyone to purchase it To lay down their hard-earned money To find out why Cool Cat finds a gun Uh, What did you think of the Eric Roberts portion Of this film, uh, Michael?
1: Well, I, I love that he introduces himself, he goes, he goes, I'm Eric Roberts, and I play the tough guy and the cool guy in movies and TV shows. <laughs> which, I mean, which one of those guys was the guy in Star 80? Was that the cool guy? I can't, like, he, the he, tough guy and the cool guy? Shit. But I, I, I do love that at the end he goes, and I love you, because it reminded me of Idiocracy when they go into um, Costco, and it's like, welcome to Costco, we, I love you. Which <laughs> yeah. is so... I I love that part of it Yeah like I said I I love I love Cool Cat Finds a Gun I really did (laughs) Take it from me I love you (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So it is very A little difficult to gauge The Eric Roberts performance here Because it's Eric Roberts Playing Eric Roberts Telling us that he loves us And that Cool Cat um, Also loves us But what's interesting Is that they have These two celebrities Have been roped into this Right Basically Obviously being told You know, this is for a really good cause, it's about gun safety Could you record this short thing? And of course they said yes But can you imagine, I mean, finding out afterwards That this is what you've been attached to But in the Bullies one You get a PSA not only from Vivek A. Fox But also Eric Estrada He's the other He's the other celebrity That they managed to find to be as part of this And I just, I kind of feel bad for them But I also am unbelievably Amused by it but with that in mind, we uh we're running a little low on time, so we need to ask the question, starting with you, Liam. Uh, is Eric Roberts the fucking man in Cool Cat Finds a
2: Gun? I my inclination is at first to say no, because that whole part just he's just talking. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's a little weird because it feels more like he's selling you on Cool Cat than he is on gun safety. <laughs> you know? He's like, eh, Cool Cat loves you guys. Like you should really love Cool Cat. But uh but on the other hand, it really felt like he was high during that whole like he just got high and was like, turn the camera on. I'm I'ma just riff it. I'll do it live.
1: And so <laughs>
2: um yeah, I think he's the man. I mean, how many how many people are like, what is it? Cool cat? Yeah, I got this. Just <laughs> turn the camera on. It'll be great. And then he just says whatever comes to his brain. So like... yeah, I'll be like, he's yeah, he's the man. <laughs> it's
0: like uh Mr. Roberts, it's a, it's a project called Cool Cat Finds a Gun. Cool Cat, huh? Sounds like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> Mike, what did you... Th- uh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Mike, did you think that Eric Roberts is the fucking man in Cool Cat Finds a Gun?
1: You know what? Yes, I did. Because he he's clearly making the best of a very bad, dire situation. <laughs> and you can tell, like... I, I'm sure he was probably somewhere, maybe, you know, in a restaurant or near a toilet. And, you know, Derek Savage just, like, sort of, like... Allegedly... Just sort of like you know barreled in. It's like you're Eric Roberts. How about how about doing a like a video for me? You know, so he he was just like you could tell like this was like a spur of the moment forced into it. And he there's like an easygoing charm to it. You know, I, I believe that he loves me, and I I want to believe that I love Eric Roberts. And there's there's just yes yes he's 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 the fucking man in this instance. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> Eric Roberts is the fucking man. In Cool Cat finds a gun. I believe that he loves us. I believe Cool Cat loves us, and I believe that when you find a gun, you should tell your dad or your mom. No, probably just your dad. I think that's what it's reinforced in this particular feature. Cool Cat finds a gun. It's uh, fucking crazy. You should seek it out and tell us what you think uh, over at the at eritfm over on Twitter over on our Facebook group. But with that said, we need to take our final break. When we return, we're gonna chat with Mike. We're gonna say good night. We'll be right back. Thank you. Episode number 47 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man is in the bag We talked about 1993's voyage and cool cat finds a gun I really want to thank our guest Mike Sullivan for taking the time out of his very busy schedule To spend time talking about the most interesting topic of all, Eric Roberts Mike, I don't have to keep saying it, obviously I'm a huge fan of your work Where can people check it out on the internet or or elsewhere?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I'm actually, I wrote the intro to, um, uh, Robin Bougie's, uh, uh, uh 20th anniversary issue of CinemaSewer. Uh, I'm in that, if you want to check it's issue 30. If you want to check that, I'm sure yeah. like, uh, Robin would appreciate the uptick in sales. Um, <laughs> I also will be in, uh, uh, you know, uh, next the, uh, I think the May issue is shock cinema. I'll be interviewing a, a certain celebrity and I will be uh, writing reviews and I'll be in that. And if you're in the, um, you know, if you're in the scranton Wilkesbury area, I will be performing as champ at uh, several uh, Rail Riders uh, minor league games. So if you want to come and give me a big hug or a high five, I will be in the uh, break room because it's very hot out.
0: <laughs> I do want to mention that on the most uh, recently released issue of Shock Cinema, Mike has a great interview with Dabney Coleman in it that you should definitely... Pick up, uh, whether on your local newsstand or, uh, you go over to the Shock Cinema website and, and subscribe like I do because it is my favorite magazine on the planet. Liam. Yes. How are things going with com?
2: Pretty good. We, uh, just added a new show, got me a movie. Uh, it's the, uh, Andrew and LB from Vincent Price's Laugh. And Andrew also does, um, A podcast called what did we just watch they have a new one uh that's gonna be on the network and then we have a podcast coming out may 1st called uh black sun dispatches that uh i think is gonna be really great so that's all going well and of course we're still doing our regular stuff uh over there as well as writing and uh some new shows a little further down the line
0: and where can people find you on the internet liam
2: uh, at CinePunks or at Liam Rules, uh, Liam Rules ends with a Z, CinePunks with an X.
0: All right. Sounds very good. You can, of course, find me on the internet at Doug underscore Tilly on Twitter. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. You can also find my writing over at DorkShelf.com. You can find my other podcast, No Budget Nightmares, at NoBudgetPodcast.com. It's currently on hiatus as we're waiting for my co-host to move to the lovely state of Florida, but we'll be back very soon. You can find Eric Roberts is the fucking man at ericrobertsistheman.com You can find it on Twitter at eritfm Or do a search for Eric Roberts is the man on Facebook And you can join our Facebook group Make suggestions about what we should cover in the future Or tell us your favorite Eric Roberts moment And finally, once again we by the way have to wish Eric Roberts a very happy 61st birthday And also suggest that you follow him on Twitter at eric roberts, All one word Eric Roberts, you give us everything You love us And we love you back, buddy But with that said, it's time for us to say goodnight We need to close the Eric Roberts bag We need to pick two new projects to focus on For our next episode two weeks from now Please join us then Goodnight, everybody
2: Eric Roberts is the fucking man Eric Roberts is the fucking man Eric Roberts is the fucking man If there's anything that you can do Eric Roberts fucking can